Welcome back to Black Girl Politics Podcast. Hey, y'all. Um, we have two abnormal episodes in a row now because obviously some stuff happened yesterday. Yeah, some idiots decided to storm the White House. Not idiots, sorry, terrorists. Capital. <laughs> Look, it's all blending in at this point. It doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, we felt like we had to come on and just address the white supremacist terrorism that took place in our capital yesterday. Um, because one thing we should not do is act like this is normal. Um, because it's not like it's not. the last time the capital was broken into was 1812, 1814, 1814. And it was by the British who burned the capital down. Um, and these were not another country that we were at war with. These were people from here um, who wanted to incite terror <laughs> over baseless conspiracy theories uh, with no actual ground in fact. And try to overthrow a legitimately and lawfully elected president. Um, because their president told them to. Yeah, literally. And it's not normal. It's not. <laughs> and it's not okay. Being and, able to get into the Capitol, like, through the front doors, I don't think you can. You you can't. Like, I don't think members can. I'm pretty sure members can't even. They have to go through, like, the bottom doors. Um. Yeah, and a lot of you know this, who have either listened or who know Jerry and I personally, but both of us were interns on Capitol Hill. Both of us worked in house office buildings and were in the Capitol every single day for months. Yes. Um, and we know the extent of the security in the Capitol. Like, the Capitol and surrounding areas. In though. the whole Capitol complex, exactly. And, like, I just keep... Remembering, like, I used to walk to work every single day past uh, countless armed guards at their posts. Snipers on Snipers top of on the roofs. And this is a normal day, right? This is not even to mention, like, times like the State of the Union when, like, the entire grounds is blocked off. This is a normal day. And security... I mean, if you get too far up the steps, like... You're dead. <laughs> they... Exactly. And they're like, it's just... It's sad and it's scary what happened yesterday. And we also know that if those people looked anything like Jiri or I... Um, they would be dead. They would be dead. They yeah. would not even make it up to the Capitol. They wouldn't have made it up the steps to even start breaking down the windows. They wouldn't have made it through the doors or through the windows. And I think out of everything, that's like the scariest thing. Yeah, like... When seeing them in the gallery and like the house and Senate floor, you can't even get into the Senate floor with a cell phone or the house floor with a cell phone. You have to like leave everything at a desk, go downstairs, through metal detectors, you <laughs> go through hallways and hallways and hallways and winding. And yeah, even if you are in like a house or Senate office building, you go through security to get through there. But after that, you have to go through extra security to even get through the Capitol. You the need Capitol. badges, which we're going to talk about Capitol security and their <laughs> racism, <laughs> claiming that they didn't know who I was. They saw me every day. I showed them my badge. Like, can you pull it out? But they are letting these terrorists in. And egging them on. and Taking yeah. selfies with them. I don't know. I just... I don't, 
it's hard to even like think about fully, but um, I guess, and obviously we didn't even experience it firsthand, but like I fully, like yesterday, we, Jiria and I are in a group chat with a lot of our work friends, and um, we, like, they were sending updates and, like, just certain things of, like, oh, this crowd's getting close to the Capitol, or, like, oh, this crowd is starting to push past one of the barricades, and I don't know, like, never in my mind, knowing what I knew about walking to the Capitol every single day, walking up to that building, like, never in my mind did I think these people would not only charge the Capitol, but get in and occupy the Capitol for four hours. Yeah. Four hours. They were in Nancy there. Pelosi's office. Like, there are armed guards outside Nancy Pelosi's uh, speaker office that just chill out there. There, there are armed guards, guards all around the, the chamber. <laughs> like, while, while House members are in there, like... <sighs> it's scary. Not knowing what's next is even scarier. What, 65, 67 people were arrested? And there were hundreds of people in there? Uh, thousands. Thousands. <laughs> Literally. And, like, thousands. what's stopping them from coming back? Yeah. And for anybody who thinks, like, this is going to suddenly just be over after yesterday, um, you're delusional. <laughs> Politicians or just regular people alike, you're delusional. We're, this isn't over. They've said it's not over. This... This was exactly what they wanted. They didn't stop the Electoral College vote, but they got the attention of their president. They got the reaction that they wanted. Yeah, and we've seen with other um, mass shootings or like other big events like that, there are copycats, always copycats. Yeah. I know that obviously there are a lot of reasons why Trump should be should not be in office anymore, whether it's 13 days or 24 hours left. But uh, he's not allowed to be on Facebook. He should not have the nuclear codes. But it's, I don't know. It's scary because, like, this person just, he just kind of disappeared. Like, he incited this entire thing. He was at a rally telling them, we're going to march to the Capitol and we're going to fight and all of this stuff. They've been calling, him and his son have been calling for violence since November 7th, though. They're like, fight for your country, fight for your country. So, like, they're doing this over the guise of, like, protecting democracy and, like, convincing these rural, very likely rural white people who have no real sense of anything that democracy is being threatened and sending them here to protect democracy and start inside a civil war, essentially. Which is literally what they were trying to do, because that's what they called it. Yeah. Um, Confederate flags have never been inside of our capital. Because the Confederacy are, they're traitors. Like, the Civil War happened, and there were no Confederate flags in the capital. There's never been Confederate flags flown in the capital. They were expelled because they were traitors. They were treasonous. And these same people are taking down American flags in front of our capitals and trying to put up Trump flags or trying to put up Confederate flags. And first of all, it doesn't really make sense because they'll tell you they're fighting for America at the same time as they're flying those flags. But you can't tell them the Confederacy was not its own country. Yeah. They think it was like a bunch of their granddads just fighting for freedom. 
<laughs> which is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> which is really, really terrifying. Blame Bush, he left these children behind. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. We just kind of wanted to come on and um, not act like what happened yesterday was a normal thing or an okay thing. Obviously, we know it's not okay. But um, we there's not really any words like people lost their lives yesterday and I don't care what their affiliation is that blood is on Trump's hands and every Republican who allowed these baseless conspiracy theories to spread to the point where folks actually organized and rushed the Capitol people lost their lives and I know like obviously these people who who ended up losing their lives were part of the mob and not there for any good reason but I don't believe they deserve to die yeah I, I don't not like that not because of something that isn't true <laughs> they're fighting a fight that doesn't exist and they lost their life because of a fight that doesn't exist these people have been brainwashed like legitimately bra- brainwashed yeah. And it's scary. Like, and the thing about conspiracy theories is like, if you don't have people who these people trust telling them this isn't the truth, that what you are seeing is not real, then they're be- they're going to believe it. They've had politicians, their president, not even just their president, though. Yeah. Politicians that before Trump were very trusted politicians, Republican or not we're trusted politicians are telling them that this is okay. Yeah, they're telling them like, yep, this is what happened. The election was stolen when um majority leader Schumer was saying like Al Gore's election was actually stolen and nobody tried to overthrow the government. And like I just think about the same thing happened in 2016. We lost the house, the senate and the presidency. And imagine if a majority crowd of color tried to even get near the Capitol. Like, I mean, we saw it in the summer. Like, we saw what the Capitol looked like in the summer when Black Lives Matter was happening. And if you haven't, go look it up because there was armed National Guard surrounding the entire perimeter of the Capitol. And no one was trying to rush the Capitol. They're just trying to say, hey, stop killing us. Yeah. And we, I also just want to point out, we need to make D.C. a state because there's no reason the mayor should not be able to deploy the National Guard when there's a crisis like this. There's no reason. Yeah, so uh, for some context, uh, the Virginia, both the Virginia and Maryland National Guard were actually called into D.C. before uh, the D.C. National Guard because um, the mayor can request the National Guard, but since D.C. isn't a state, the Department of Defense actually has to, and the and like the president or somebody from yeah. the government has to actually sign off on that. Um, whereas like in states, it's just the governor. So the governors of Maryland and Virginia were able to send in the National Guard. But in D.C., they couldn't get the National Guard to come in for what, like two or three hours after. Yeah, because the Defense Department originally was like, nope. <laughs> Literally. And um, I think it goes without saying that uh, these politicians need to be get expelled. this man out of office. They need to get this man of, out of office, and anybody who backed this needs to be expelled. That's what happened in the yeah. Civil War, and that's what needs to happen now, because... It's no different. It's treason. Yeah. <laughs> it's treason. And, like, again, we, we can talk about the the uh, morality or the efficacy of this, but, like, 
terrorists and treasonous were sent to Guantanamo Bay. That's that's where those people are sent. We're not even able to have the conversation to like call these people terrorists or insurrectionists. Like you're having some people call them that and then you're having Trump go on Twitter and say he loves them and call them very special people and call them special people and it's like yeah, I don't know. If he he needs to be removed. He know. needs to be thrown under a prison. Yeah. Or somewhere Prison worse. was literally made for people like him. The way that he's inflicted and harmed so many people indirectly over the last four years, or directly over the last four years. And then, like, this was the logical end to everything that's been happening. This yeah. is the logical end to everything that's been happening since he started the birtherism movement in 2011. Yeah. Like, this, this is where that was headed. Always. And this, this is, is where always he where that it to was be headed. headed. And this is exactly this is exactly where he wanted it to be headed headed, all because he can't lose. I don't even he doesn't care. He only cares about holding on to power. He doesn't care about representing his his people. He doesn't care about any of those people that stormed the Capitol for him yesterday. They're just pawns to him. They're pawns. They're they are the way that he sees himself being able to hold on to power that's all anyone is to trump it's either you are helpful to me or you are not which there's is no good he, or bad yeah which is why he's banning uh pence's chief of staff from the white house why he is calling pence out because pence is not helping him hold on to power anymore <sighs> and also stop praising republicans for doing the bare minimum they should have been doing this months if not years ago especially mike pence because he told them yeah object until people stormed the capitol literally i'll give mitch mcconnell more, more credit than i'll give mike pence about this whole situation yeah genuinely he's the he's one of the only people who's been trying to stop the objections yeah from the beginning like it's it's awful it's scary um it's terrifying that it had to get this far before a lot of republicans not all republicans but a lot more republicans decided to stop co-signing the bullshit like um there was literally an elected official out in the crowd storming the capitol with them yeah it is scary it's very scary um I don't know. I don't. I didn't really have a lot of words yesterday. I just think about, um, like I said, like Jiria and I like worked there for like four or five months, and like just thinking about all of the staff that you come in contact with on a daily basis, who are just custodians, who mm-hmm. are cafeteria workers trying to make sure people get their lunch, who check coats. At the Capitol. Even and like now they the don't people, feel safe. Even the ones who like literally check the IDs. Um, I can't think of his name. He was in the tunnel from the white or from the Capitol. Oh, I know exactly yes. who sat at the desk. Yes, yes. Nicest, he was so nice. Nicest man I've ever met. We'll talk to talk to you for hours. I'll be like, I gotta get back to my office. Yep. And he used to always call people, um, he called the staff assistant. What did he call? He her? called us like he Queen. Kept, <laughs> he, called, he kept calling her J Lo every time we see her like yeah, it's people like that that just make me sad. People who literally are, who walk into that building every day to work, to do good work, to serve the Mr. public. Mr. James. Yes. <laughs> to serve the public and their country. And also, I mean, to get a paycheck. And 
they're scared to go. Like, I would be scared to go to work. Yeah, and many of them are marginalized people. Like, if that happens again, their lives are immediately at risk. And, like, I understand the rush to protect the um, members, but, like, there was not a big rush to protect everybody else there. They're like, we got to make sure the members live, and we got to get out of here. And think about how, like, much more chaotic it really would have been if we weren't in a pandemic because there were already more staff on the hill than usual because of certifying the votes but there still wasn't even everybody that's there on a regular day like when we worked there like what do we have we have 430 something members and then each of their staff each office has about five this is just the house side each office has about five of them plus like two interns plus the member easily 5,000 some people on the hill on the house side alone at any given moment. That's not even including the insane staff, the insane amount of staff on the committees, committees and the subcommittees and arms and all the majority leaders, minority leaders, all of these different. Yeah. It's really scary. Um, and like, I'm thinking so much like, one of my first days on the Hill, we had to go to the security training. And literally, I sat in a room in the basement of the Capitol for probably four hours. Yeah. <laughs> hearing them outline, what do we do in a fire? What do we do in a, in a hostile takeover? I mean, genuinely. Like, they outlined so many scenarios. What do we do? What would happen? Barricade the doors. Um, if you... If you find a gun, shoot somebody with it. Like, genuinely, these are the things they were telling us. And to know that there was such a huge failure of security, it's like, what what are you all here for if not to prevent this exact thing from happening? What are, what are you here for? Where did all of that training go? I mean, I, like, literally sat in that room for three or four hours. Yeah, it's... I'm pretty sure they showed it like they took us on a tour. I remember they took us on a tour and they showed us rooms in the basement where we could hide people like where did all this go, especially the snipers like that is your literal only job. You sit on the building for 15 hours a day, every day, pointing guns at people and you didn't shoot. And like, I understand to a degree, like not shooting because like they have guns, too, and they outnumber. But like, y'all got to do something. But again, if not to prevent that exact scenario, what is the Capitol Police for? Yeah. What are they for? I can't think of another scenario where you would... And, like... Even down to us going through security to get to the Capitol, like, from the House buildings, like, they are trying to make sure people who aren't supposed to be there aren't going there. Like, you can't even take um, tours through the trains. Literally. Literally. It's... Yeah, it's scary. Very much unacceptable. Very unacceptable. And it's almost like, I don't know, it's a little bit eerie because it was literally exactly two years ago that we got, like January 5th, two years ago exactly is when I got there. Mm. And then like, Jerry knows this, but I was looking at my phone today and like the thing, this thing pops up and it's like on this day, two years ago, it's like me walking around the entire Capitol complex. And it's just, it's like eerie almost how stuff can change so quickly and it's crazy because we weren't in that different of a position then yeah but like it's i i never could have 
imagine even anything like thought that. thought up something like this. I saw a tweet, and I'll probably link it on the um, Instagram page, but this author was saying how she she's like as a fictional author i try to like think of all these insane ways of how uh treasonous or like terrorists can get into the capital to make it seem real and they just walked in they just walked in it's crazy but um we are we just wanted to make sure that we acknowledged the uh terrorism that happened not normalizing the terrorism that happened and um hoping that we can start to heal from this but we we won't start to heal from it until we can actually confront the issue at hand which is white supremacy yeah and and white supremacists have had space in this country since this country was founded this country was founded by white supremacists yeah and so we um we can't move on fully until we acknowledge that fact but we couldn't act like what happened yesterday was normal or okay in any way. So we just wanted to come on here and talk, I guess, a little bit. But yes. Hopefully, uh, I know that there's a public emergency declared in D.C. for the next 15 days. They're saying National Guard will be securing the Capitol, a pretty large perimeter around the Capitol until at least the inauguration. Um, and hopefully uh, we don't see anything like this again. But, yeah, to all of anybody who's in or around D.C., please, please stay safe. safe. Yes. Don't don't go out if you don't need to. Just don't, stay, don't try to counter-protest because they safe. obviously don't give a fuck about And even if you're themselves. not counter-protesting, like I saw somebody said that they, her and her boyfriend were attacked just walking to work. Yeah. Um, so just be safe out there and call your representatives. That is one thing you can do. Um, I know, especially Indiana folks, Mike Braun is part of the reason all of this happened. He was one of the people who uh, originally was going to object. He, I guess he rescinded, but who yeah. fucking cares? Um, it's it's unacceptable. He needs to resign. Call him. Honestly, let me look up his number. <laughs> How, we're going to just post on our Instagram the numbers of the members who... Um, yeah, or the switchboard. Yeah, the switchboard. And then you can call your member, and we'll post the names of everyone who originally objected. Yeah. So blow up their phones. Blow up their phones. Mike Braun's voicemail for his home district office was full as of yesterday, but... Still call his D.C. office, call your representatives and let them know that this isn't okay. Um, Call them and urge them to support articles of impeachment. Call them and urge them to support the removal of Trump and any of these members who who have egged on these sort of attacks. And um, And, um, call for the prosecution of every single person involved. Yes, also call for them to support Cori Bush's resolution to expel all members involved. Yeah, so um, if you are feeling helpless, that is one thing you can do. And I'm not going to lie, it was very cathartic to uh, yell into Mike Braun's voicemail that he should resign um, and that he's a treasonist. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I called um, Ron Johnson, too. Felt really good. <laughs> called him a loser. Would recommend if you, um, if you have the time, please contact your representative also a lot of reps you can email 
um, them as well or leave comments on their websites. So yeah. you can look that up too. And most but, emails are members'firstname.lastname and then at mail.house.gov or senate or mail.senate.gov. Yeah, so we'll post some resources on our Instagram. So check out our Instagram, um, hit up your senators, hit up your elected officials and just tell them that this wasn't okay. Um, And again, everybody out in D.C., please stay safe. Yes. Have a good one, y'all. Bye. Bye.